0: from BibleInBusiness.com. Welcome back.
1: Hey, it's good to, good to hear you, not see you, I guess. But disintermediation. Okay. okay, come on. Where did that come from?
0: So disintermediation is actually yeah. a conversation that pops up from time to time. any Anywhere and any place that the uh, that the way we have done it in the past, in terms of some kind of intermediary, so the way in which you used oh, to buy your meat and now okay. you order your meat directly. And so you don't really need this, the local supermarket because you're getting your meat delivered directly to your house. There's no there's no longer an intermediary related to that. So we no longer um, use as many intermediaries as we used to. Middlemen, middlemen, the middleman has been cut out through disintermediation in so many ways in our lives. We get direct, you know, I mean, d- just think about, you know, getting an eye exam over the internet because you have a web camera and so do they. So all of the people that used to be employed in, um, in that space between you and the doctor, you know, we don't need them anymore. This is, that's, a, that's a disintermediation. It ha it's happening in education. It's happening in um, obviously in, in, in the way that things are delivered directly to my house without ha- my having to go somewhere to get it. I mean, on and on and on you disintermediation.
1: Know, okay. So I, uh, I, I, uh... I have a number of questions, but I know that's not our topic this morning. So,
0: (laughs) we might have to have that conversation some other time. Yeah. So, uh, access to all that is Disney is now available through something called Disney Plus. Correct. Talk about this as a as a disruption. Um, and I just view it as one more thing someone is asking me to pay for to get something that used to be aggregated for me in other environments.
1: Well, streaming services, I think most people pay now. Uh, I think the average is about 1.9. Uh, the average person has 1.9 streaming services. Now, I don't know how you get the 0.9. It's an average, right? But they, It's like they,
0: that 2.5 kids. Right, right. But they uh, kid,
1: they three. estimate that in another five years, the average person will have five streaming services. And that they will continue the the streaming services will continue to become more and more individualized, more targeted, and very specific so uh just like there's more and more social media uh outlets that are that are opening up that are very targeted and very specific um, you know for for example, there is now a social media out there for cannabis users there's a million people on the social media platform, but it 's only focused on cannabis users uh, Facebook usage is down twenty seven percent and the reason for that is because that 's the broad that's that's kind of like the cBS or the ABC free TV uh, analogy there and so as as people become more and more uh, particular about what they watch and they will uh, end up subscribing to more and more services. Disney's trying to enter that market. And they had a bump yesterday, right? They they opened it up, and they had a bump. They, most of the problems were resolved by the end of the day, but people were able to sign up, and then they weren't able to stream. And so uh, Disney had to kind of figure that out. But uh, is Disney disrupting? Yeah, in a sense they are, but in another sense, they're just getting on the bandwagon and getting ready to go where everybody else is going.
0: And a little late to the party. I don't think ways. so. I don't think so. Oh, I I,
1: okay. I think we're going to see more streaming services pop up. Uh, you know, for instance, you you could see a streaming service pop up that's that's just about. Well, you already have it here, and I'm using this as an analogy, but just about uh, seeing place where the ball is thrown into the end zone, right? It's called it's called the red zone. It's on ESPN. But you could see a whole streaming service about that. Or you might see a streaming service that is just for doctors who do colonoscopies or something weird like mm. that. You know, there's all kinds of, uh, since everything is going video and visual, there that opens up the door to all kinds of individualized streaming services.
0: Okay, so I want to talk about. We're going to take a quick break. When, I'm, when we come back, I'm going to talk. We want to talk about disruption right. as a part of the Christian life, um, which is actually the piece you have posted at Bibleandbusiness.com related to this. Disruption is a part of the Christian life. We want to talk about. I um, want to talk about that um, in the context of this larger conversation about you know Disney Plus and other stuff. So I'm talking with Bill English from Bibleandbusiness.com. We'll be right back. It's a All right, so um, it's a small world was my favorite favorite uh, ride at Disney World when I was a kid. I go as far back as those little tear-off um, colored coupon things, and you only had so many of certain ones. And for whatever reason, you 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 got endless rides on it's a small world, even they got very limited rides on other things. So there you go. Uh, that's my one Disney story to share and tell today in this conversation about Disney Plus. Talking with Bill English from com. You should go to com and read This Disruption is Part of the Christian Life. And Bill is now thinking that this is a disjointed conversation in which I am functioning as a disruptor, but only because it's a part of the Christian life. So there you go.
1: You know, can I be disintermediated here?
0: (laughs) <laughs> hey, I'm the one meeting out the music here, man. Yeah, you I'm are, just you meeting are, it out. It's all Paul's fault. Well, <laughs> Paul is the button pusher. Well, it is all his fault. As soon
1: as he hit the button and the song came on, I looked at him and he just looked at me and he shrugged his shoulders. You know, hey, you know, he's the producer. He gets to choose the it's music. Recognizable
0: Disney music. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Okay. So back to the topic of the day. Yes. Okay. Disruption is a part of the Christian life. Go.
1: And that is because the Bible is always disruptive in every uh, culture and society in which it is lived out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it 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 just is. And and you know, we like to think of Christianity in, in kind of these glowing, soft, warm, fuzzy terms. But there's a there's an aspect to the fact that when we really step out and blaze for God that Satan is going to oppose us and that opposition it comes from the fact that we are disrupting his kingdom, his world. And as we, as we bring people to Christ, as we become salt and light in the world, we are naturally going to be disruptive. And it doesn't matter which culture you're in. doesn't matter what time period of that culture you're in. You will always be disruptive in one way or another because the basic, uh, uh, the basic uh, game or war, as it were, between God and Satan is always going on.
0: So the part of of this piece that I um, that I really want to hone in on is sure. this part about um, morality, this disruption, the way that Christians could function today as disruptors, um, as rebels, as those who say, you know what, right is right and wrong is wrong, and some of the stuff going on in our culture is not right, even though the prevailing uh thought process of the day has made that which was once understood to be wrong uh, you know now people think it's right it's it is very upside down and inside out and lewis carroll down the rabbit hole kind of stuff
1: sure sure i mean you know scriptures tell us to reserve ourselves for marriage this this is an example right Uh, but uh the fact that people live together for years before they get married uh, is is very common now. The idea of saving yourself from marriage sexually has long ago been jettisoned by our culture. They look at that as prudish, Victorian, old-fashioned, outdated. They make movies like, the, you know, the 40-year-old virgin, and they make fun of the virgin, right? And that's, that's an example of how, how living out your faith is disruptive to our culture
0: yeah and and we could settle in uh, just talking about one particular subject like marriage and its value and where its meaning comes from and so i think that um going deep into these into these subject matter areas is helpful in conversation um what you and i are trying to do a little bit is to sort of skim the top of the water here and encourage people to consider the disruption of the gospel, the disruption of the teachings of God, the distru- disruption that you and I could be as people who bear God's wisdom into the world um, in ways that honor him, but in ways that are totally counter to the culture of our day.
1: Yeah, and that's that's unique to each person as they, as they live in the place that God has planted them, right? And so uh, for a business owner, it, it's about, you know, um, never taking money that you shouldn't have it's about being totally honest in your marketing and not embellishing which is a really tough thing to do when it comes yeah. to marketing <laughs> uh, it's it's really about making sure that uh, you don't take too much money out of the business for yourself and that you have enough there to give away uh, in in the Old Testament uh, sense of of charity and justice being combined and so uh, there there are some things that we can do positively to disrupt our our culture, but in the end, the culture uh, is primarily uh, a reflection of who the enemy is, and the enemy is going to oppose us. And some of the some of the disruption, uh, the backlash that we're going to get is is going to be difficult to take.
0: So uh, we live in a world of change. You make this observation: ethics, morals, politics, economics, you know, constantly changing. And yet we represent a God who never changes. Isn't that talk, something? Right. So like, like talk about that. We're we're living in the context of constant, constant change. But we um are the children of a god and the ambassadors of a god who never changes. Bingo. That makes me feel very settled and unafraid about what's going on around me.
1: Right. And and the flip side of that is that God can never be disrupted. There's nothing we can do, Carmen, on the face of this earth. There's no power on the face of this earth that can disrupt God, that can thwart his plans, set aside his plans, or stop him in what he is going to do. And that, to me, again, I coming back to the sovereignty of God, to me, that is something I rest in. Because I know that God never changes and I know that no plan of his is going to change. And if I'm walking in his will, there is a sense, a hedge about me, and that the only time the backlash comes to me is is because God allows it. It just doesn't come randomly.
0: I have no idea why this thought just popped into my mind. But, you know, because we're in a, con- on a conversation uh, uh, about disruption, I'm going to throw it on the water here. Sure. Um, have you ever... Have you ever thought you wanted something and you really, you know, you 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 thought this was the right next thing or this was the best thing and it didn't happen? And then um it just wasn't very much further down the road of life that God just gave you something so much better and different and had he not protected you from that first thing, you would have you would have not been able to receive the greater blessing, the greater thing that God had. I mean, I think that his disruption we have to sort of be mindful that what God intends is always best. Yes. And sometimes we have to wait for it. And sometimes it means delaying gratification um, or saying no to some things. I just think that it's disruptive to be a Christian in waiting.
1: Now, that's a good thought. I hadn't thought about it that way. I wish I'd, I should go back and amend the article. But uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, there There have been times when I wanted something. God didn't give it to me. I kind of got all disgruntled and crappy about it. And if I can use that word on the air. And then, I think so.
0: I don't think that's on our no-no list.
1: That's not on our no-no list. Okay. <laughs> and, but then in the end, God gave me something even better.
0: Okay, you do have now have me thinking, I might've maybe had one too many cups of coffee already this morning. <laughs> so I feel like my mind is a bit of a, what was that game that you played where you bounced the ball and you grabbed the jacks? Like I've like totally feel like It was called jacks. Oh well, there you go. Uh, that's the game never, my mind I is playing right now. i never,
1: even knew that. I've never even heard of that game.
0: <gasps> what? Okay. Well, next time we're together, we're getting a set of jacks. And we're <laughs> all totally right. We're gonna, it's okay. really, really fun. All right. It's really fun. Um. So uh, so the jumping bean, a uh, place that my that my mind just went to, um, uh, it is it's just it, it is extraordinary to me. Yeah. Um. How consistent God is, even though we. We view it as disruptive because it's counter to what's going on in the culture. I mean, I just it, there's just this this awareness, this aha that, oh, well, God doesn't change. And therefore, the way God deals with things really doesn't, doesn't change, change, even though right. it's all personal. It's all deeply personal and it's going to be personal and God's going to deal with it personally. But it's, he's also going to deal with it in a way that is completely, absolutely 100 percent consistent with his own character and everything he's already revealed.
1: And in his own timing. Amen. And his timing may be disruptive to us for very positive reasons, maybe to get oh. our attention, maybe to stretch us, grow us, you know, perseverance, the James 1 type of thing. And so uh, perseverance is huge, right? You know, we have such a, a culture that we, we get gratified right away. Delayed mm. gratification actually grows us in our faith with God, and that's disruptive to us.
0: Yeah, if you pull that plant up before that carrot has actually grown, that is disappointing.
1: Oh, well, you get baby carrots.
0: It's terrible. Yeah, well, and it's just not enough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so Bill, you All and right. I are going to have to leave it right there. This has been a wonderfully disruptive conversation this morning. I think we should continue it uh, next week.
1: Oh, you want to you do this again
0: next week? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. <laughs> I might have another idea. <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, thank you so much. You guys need to go to Bibleandbusiness.com. The piece is excellent. It's really stimulating, gets you, gets you thinking, helps you apply the Bible to life. Disruption is part of the Christian life. We'll be right back.